0: It's Saturday, the 1st of April. I'm Jamie E, standing in for Kira Revens. And this was a week that saw the eviction ban row continue, a shocking report on the defence forces, Donald Trump finally indicted, and tributes to a comedy legend. Rob a something hot. Put up your feet. And get up to speed on the seven biggest stories of the week. This is the Standout 7 from the Smart 7 Ireland edition. It's news, but not the news. This week saw the row on the lifting of the eviction ban rumble on and on. Sinn Féin attempted to bring new legislation while Labour brought a no-confidence vote motion in the government. While it seemed unlikely that Labour and Sinn Féin could muster enough votes to win a no-confidence motion, Labour's Adorno reardorn was calling on independent TDs and government backbenchers to think twice. I think uh, people within government will realise that they've made a drastic error, that the results of their decision will be thousands of families facing uh, eviction and how housing uncertainty, uh, they can reflect on that and they can bring this government to an end. And we can have a, an election, a new government, and Fine Gael uh, being part of government after 12 years and a new fresh start. Sinn Féin housing spokesman Owen O'Brien was more focused on their proposed legislation which sought to continue the eviction ban, but he too was calling for government backbenchers to consider changing their votes. I think at this stage, everybody in the Dáil understands the issues. They know that there are 3,000 eviction notices, according to the Residential Tenancies Board, that will fall due in the month of April alone and more to follow. Uh, And therefore, if we want to protect those renters and give government more breathing space to put in place the kinds of mitigation measures that they failed to put in place over uh, the winter ban on evictions, then they must support our legislation. In the Dáil, Taoiseach Leo Varadkar accused them of overstating the impact of the return to evictions. We all know that 4,000 notices to quit does not turn into automatically 4,000 families in in emergency accommodation. In the end, the government survived the motion of confidence, winning that vote by 86 to 67. If the government had lost the vote, it would have meant an automatic call for a general election. And Labour leader Ivana Barczyk wasn't impressed by the government's defence of its position. This morning, Taoiseach, you've engaged in some political theatrics, some performative anger. You've spent more time lambasting Labour than you have setting out what you say government has achieved on housing. And yet you're accusing us in opposition of politicising housing? Thursday saw the angry exchanges continue during the final debate on the lifting of the eviction ban. Sinn Féin's Piers Doherty and Tornishter Michael Martin clashed over the issue with the Kian caller having to step in and restore order. These families are being abandoned by their government. It should never happen in modern democracy. And it is shameful what you have done. Proposed to do the very same thing in Christmas week. Not a chance. Yes, you did. Get it. Stop you your very same thing. thing. Chris, On a point of order. I was the person who there had to take that about. man to the High Court because he was subverting democracy. Persist with this. And I will suspend the house. On Thursday, the Simon community released new figures showing the scarcity of rental properties for people on low income and income assistance. The charity's locked out report showed that there were just 29 properties available to rent in Ireland for a set period in March through the HAP scheme. That's a 50% decrease on 2022 figures. An executive director with the Simon community, Wayne Stanley, says it's only going to get worse. This is absolutely a national crisis. We're expecting to see a very significant increase in the number of people presenting to our services. We would encourage people as soon as they start feeling under any pressure to be start to reaching out to the supports that are there. A year-long independent review into allegations of gender-based violence, harassment and bullying in the Defence Forces was published on Tuesday. The main recommendations that a full-scale statutory inquiry should be set up to investigate systemic failures in the complaints process. Tornister Michal Martin said it's a watershed moment for the Defence Forces and promised swift action. We have agreed the immediate establishment of a new external oversight body of the Defence Forces to oversee and ensure the implementation of the recommendations in the report. We've agreed to quickly develop legislation to establish an external independent complaints process for members of the Defence Forces. The Women of Honor Group, which comprises of serving and retired members of the armed forces welcomed the report and said they felt vindicated. Retired Captain Diane Byrne, co-founder of the organization, says there's plenty more to be done. There needs to be accountability, there needs to be vindication for the victims that have have been exposed to this and that's where the priority is and if there's people out there that maybe have been perpetrators of these issues perhaps now is the time that they will understand it's betterment and there's time to move forward and come forward themselves. The report says most female members have experienced either sexual harassment or sexual assault, particularly on overseas missions and the advice given to female members on deployment was to use two locks on their doors or barricade their quarters to stay safe. Safe. There were also repeated and regular incidences of drinks being spiked and reports of hidden cameras in showers and bathrooms. Noeline Blackwell of the Dublin Rape Crisis Centre says the behaviour, combined with reprisals against those who complained, made for a horrific situation. So people who took complaints through needed extraordinary stamina. That's a breach of every single right that a person has as a human being. And if that is the case, if it's as it goes through, uh, this can be the case. Alarmingly, the Defence Forces Chief of Staff, Lieutenant General Sean Clancy, says the problem is still occurring today. This is not a historical issue in the organization. This is an issue that exists today. And that has been part of my learning, part of the truth to power that I've been speaking with the men and women in, in various sessions for over the last year. Hollywood was out in force to support Ukraine this week, beginning with a visit from Orlando Bloom. In a video on Instagram, the British actor, who's a UNICEF goodwill ambassador, was seen meeting President Volodymyr Zelensky. He described the country's residents as awe-inspiring. My mother sang the Ukrainian national anthem. She says, if you see Zelensky, you tell them to win. (laughs) And in an unexpected twist of events, we learnt on Wednesday that a Star Wars legend lent his voice to an air raid app that alerts Ukrainians to incoming attacks. Mark Hamill, aka Luke Skywalker, of imminent Russian bombardments. Attention, air raid alert. Proceed to the nearest shelter. Don't be careless. Your overconfidence is your weakness. Meanwhile, during the week, President Zelensky invited Xi Jinping to visit Ukraine following the Chinese leader's visit to Russia. President Zelensky thinks it's time for the Chinese premier to see what the situation's like on the ground, so has extended his own invitation. Of course, I gave all the diplomatic and public and not public to... President of China, and I want to speak with him. Would you invite him here to Ukraine? Oh, yes, we are ready. We are ready to see him here. And in further travel plan news, European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen is headed to China next week with French President Macron. It's part of the diplomatic attempt to keep China on side. Ahead of the visit, she's made a speech outlining the EU's position on Beijing. I believe it is neither viable nor in Europe's interest to decouple from China. Our relations are not black or white. And our response cannot be either. And Thursday saw outrage after an American reporter for The Wall Street Journal was arrested and charged with espionage in Russia. Moscow-based journalist Ilyana Pavlova says Evan Gershkovich's arrest sends a bad signal for Western journalists in Russia. Evan is the first foreign correspondent to be arrested in Russia since the invasion uh, since russian invasion of ukraine so far this sets a really bad precedent for everyone who has left in moscow to report on what is going on inside russia hamza yusuf twenty-six thousand and thirty-two. and 32 this represents 52.1 percent final vote. I therefore declare Hamza Yusuf duly elected as the Scottish National Party Leader. <laughs> That's the moment Humza Yousaf was elected as the new leader of the SNP. He'll become the first person from a non-white background, the first Muslim and the youngest person to serve as First Minister of Scotland when formalities are completed on Tuesday. The 37-year-old says he feels like the luckiest man in the world. In his acceptance speech, he paid tribute to his grandparents who immigrated to Scotland from the Punjab. They could not have imagined that two generations later that their grandson would one day be on the cusp of being Scotland's First Minister. We should all take pride in the fact that today we have sent a clear message that your colour of skin, or indeed your faith, is not a barrier to leading the country that we all call home. Nicola Sturgeon believes he'll be an outstanding leader, but not everyone's happy with the result. Scottish Conservatives leader Douglas Ross congratulated Youssef, but is concerned he's got his priorities wrong when it comes to independence. He wants to be first activist uh, for the independence movement, so he is going to be focused, as Nicola Sturgeon was, every day trying to separate our country and divide us all over again. Still to come on the standout Seven Island edition, Donald Trump really is in trouble and tributes to a comedy legend. Right after this. To get started, visit plushcare.com weightloss. That's plushcare.com weightloss. Welcome back. Police in Nashville have released graphic body cam footage showing a suspected attacker being shot after six people were killed at a primary school. They've been named as Audrey Hale, a 28-year-old former student who had two assault-type weapons and a handgun all purchased legally. Congressman Ted Lieu says we need to take action to prevent the violence. He also slammed the House Republicans for cancelling a gun hearing a day after the shooting. Giving everyone more AR-15s and more guns does not in fact make American society safer. Because if it did, they would have had a hearing, had a debate, had an argument, and did the markup of that bill. Cowards. House Majority Leader Steve Scalise says taking guns away from law-abiding citizens before knowing the facts is not the answer. Yeah, The first thing in any kind of tragedy I do is as I pray. I pray for the victims, pray for their families. I really get angry when I see people trying to politicize it for their own personal agenda. He was the first US president to be elected without any government or military experience, the first to be impeached twice, and now he'll be the first to face criminal charges. Yes, Donald Trump's been indicted by a Manhattan grand jury over hush money payments he sent to an adult film star back in 2016. The specific charges haven't been made public yet, but Trump's already on the defensive, calling it political persecution at the highest level, in a statement released on Thursday. Trump's former Vice President Mike Pence was on air on NBC when the news came in. I think the unprecedented indictment is an outrage, and, and it appears to be nothing more than a political prosecution that's driven by a prosecutor who literally ran for office on a pledge to indict the former president. entertainer, broadcaster and comedian Paul O'Grady has died aged 67. He became famous initially under his drag persona Lily Savage then went on to retire the character in 2004 and appear as himself. He hosted game shows including the reboot of Blind Date, the BAFTA winning talk show The Paul O'Grady Show and had a 14 year career as a Radio 2 presenter. His love of animals, particularly dogs saw him win an RSPCA Animal Hero award. He passed away unexpectedly but peacefully in the words of his husband Andre potassio who invited fans to celebrate his life. Here he is as Lily Savage, joking about life before drag. Rest in peace, Paul. I mean, we've all done our jobs. Julian Clearly started out as a professional wrestler, you know. He did. His stage name was Mick McManus. Honest to God, it was Julie. Someone said a terrible nice, he got a punch in the ring. He was never the, again. never the same again. You've been listening to the Smart 7 Ireland edition. We'll be back tomorrow at 7am. Hit the follow button and have a great day.